Next on BYU Sports Nation, countdown to the Aggies. Yes, seriously, how would a win impact the season for BYU football? ESPN's Trevor Maddich and David Nixon weigh in on that and what it will take to win in this must-win-for-a-bowl game. Huh? Plus, Jordan Leslie makes an unforgettable NFL debut, and a top-10 BYU team just keeps on winning. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Back to work on a Monday, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy September 25th, wherever and however you are dialed in. It's great to have you with us. Teamed up once again with Ghirardelli spokesman, and the caffeinated Jerem Jordan. Oh, yeah. You got to see Ghirardelli in San Francisco. Yeah. Had a, had a fun time in the bye week. Thanks for holding it down. Oh, you're welcome. Except, got, a, got a chance to watch the UCLA Bruins do work against Stanford. Yeah. I, w- yeah, I went uh, Saturday night to Stanford-UCLA on the <laughs> farm. Uh, yeah, that, crowd, that crowd's an interesting crowd. I'll just say that. But, yeah, your UCLA Bruins uh, mailed it in again. Hey, the Bruins are back, baby. <laughs> I tweeted, great to see Blaine Fowler's secondary team. Blaine's son-in-law, Dallas Lloyd, locally from Utah County, played for Stanford the yes, last four years. It was yes, a really good safety. Blaine's second favorite team. So he would go, yeah, he's wearing red on our shows. We're like, dude! He's like, it's, Stan- it's Cardinal. And then uh, your least favorite team in all college football, UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> Chosen Rosen! <laughs> Listen, that defense, I, I, they gave up 48 to Memphis. Gave up 51 to Stanford. And Stanford's offense, I don't think is that good. Not good. I don't think is that good. They have a really good running back. Yeah, that's coming from a guy at BYU. And a strong offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't go there. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Hello to our friend from the Pac-12 Network. (laughs) It's good to have you back from the the Bay Area. Yeah, it's great great to be here. Fun times. You leave and caffeine gets okayed. Dude, so the night before, I'm talking with a friend. We're talking about, you know, no caffeine on campus came up randomly. Beards, the whole, you know, thing. So then the next morning, I go, Ryan, I kid you not, BYU is getting caffeine. He goes, you're kidding. I go, no, 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 no. I promise you. I promise you. You guys played that really well. Oh, we had a good I should have brought some today. We had a good time. The truth is, we've been bringing that in for a while, you know, under the table. But now that we can just get it uh, <gasps> legally, accept- come on. Come I on. may or may not. You've ha- been doing it too. Control I may room. or may not have a caffeinated beverage under the desk right now. Let's see it. I don't know that I can contractually show it. <laughs> you did on Thursday. Well, well, there are certain brands that we can. Oh, pop- it's not one of the Coke propagate. brands. <laughs> so it's Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Very nice. Bring on the headlines. <laughs> it's your BYU Sports Nation headline. It's propagate. Yeah. Contractually propagate. Yep. It's Utah State Week for BYU football. Biggest week ever? Oh, come on. Okay, maybe not ever, but certainly an enormous week for the 2017 season. The Aggies crushed a horrible San Jose State team, but still crushed them 61-10 in the Bay Area. Yeah. On Saturday, BYU head coach Kalani Satake and a few of his players will be part of the weekly press conference at 110 Eastern coming off the bye week. Watch it live on BYU Football's Facebook Live page. Did I go to the wrong game? I should have scouted Utah State. Is that what you're saying? 
along with the gone to San Jose and 2,400 that showed up to watch the Aggies and Spartans. Is that it? Are you serious? I think it, I'm not kidding. I think there were like nine or 10,000 people there. Wow. That's awesome. Cougars in the NFL. In Jordan Leslie's NFL debut, he had a one-handed catch for 29 yards for the Browns. How about that? He goes from sleeping on a couch to making a one-hand grab and number two on SportsCenter's top ten. That's pretty cool. Kyle Vannoy, 11 tackles in the 36-33 thriller win for the Patriots against your Houston Texans. And Danny, uh, Daniel Sorensen, eight tackles, including like a forearm shiver in one, <laughs> in a 24-10 win over the uh, we're, uh, we don't know where we're from Chargers. Jamal Williams had a carry for six yards as well for the Packers against the Bengals. He was trying to strip the ball. I'm sure of it. And yeah, explain that to the commish. I, I don't know. Number nine ranked BYU women's volleyball, who Jerem just about literally ran into in San Francisco, beat up on the Dons and War Memorial Gymnasium on Saturday. I went to that game. A match that you were at. I was there. This was a crazy sports field in San Francisco weekend for Jerem Jordan. I fooled my wife so hard. I went to all these sporting events. It was great. Went to an A's game, Stanford. We're going to go see the Golden Gate Bridge and then go to like seven different sporting events. Yeah, I didn't go to the Niners-Rams game Thursday. Because I was like, oh, I can't go to that one so I can go to some more. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, we don't need to go. How kind of <laughs> you. How kind of you. <laughs> Taylor Ballard and McKenna Miller both had career nights. Ten and nine kills. Well, respect- McKenna didn't. Just well, not McKenna. Taylor Ballard had a career night with ten kills. The Cougars return home to the Smithfield House tomorrow, 9 Eastern. Tuesday night matchup against Pepperdine. Yeah, 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 exactly. And women's soccer. Took it to Utah Valley, 3-0, Friday night with uh, goals from Nadia Gomes, <laughs> Busy Bowen, and this one from Elise Flake. Some cheers from the crowd. Flake centering the ball, right-footed shot, and Elise Flake is in the goal-scoring column for BYU for the first time this season. It's 2-0. And what That's... I meant by that, the second time this season, hey, Jerem. Whatever. It happens. Uh, by the way, this just came out. Nadia Gomes <laughs> is the WCC Player of the Week. I had another person ask me on Twitter, can somebody ask Nadia how she wants her last name pronounced? And you're like, uh, we, that's my job. I've done we've that. We've done it. And we've done it. Yeah. She just said not Gomez, okay? Not Gomez. Gomes or Gomes. Whatever. It's more Spanish. She's from Portugal. She's, she's cool with that. Yes. Yes. It's still a thing. <laughs> she's a just senior. Just say it, Gomes. She's a senior, and it's still a thing. Yeah. It's been four years. The Cougars uh, get a few days of rest before beginning West Coast Conference play against San Diego on Friday. So, uh, big game. Let's go. Big game Friday. Let's go. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Logan, Utah, home of the biggest BYU football game of the 2017 season. Huh? Yeah, let me repeat myself. Logan, Utah, home of the biggest Stop right there. game? Of the 2017 BYU football season? If you said oh, biggest rodeo or cattle, something, yeah, then I would believe you. Yet here we are, BYU we one are and three. Farmers. Bum, ba-dum, bum, 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 bum. Shout out to at Boney Fuller. Nice article in the Des News, by the way. BYU is trying to avoid a similar situation that they faced in 2010. Uh, yeah. When the Cougars, one and three, struggling on offense. Went to Logan and lost 31-16 to drop to 1-4. and four. Yeah, I was there. I remember. Jaime Hill, the defensive coordinator, lost his job after that game. Things were not good in Provo. Things got weird. And not in a good way. 
BYU is facing what feels like, not mathematically speaking, a must-win, but it feels like a must-win if the Cougars want to feel comfortable about making a bowl game. Right, like must-win, like what's the – I forgot who said must – like World War II, that was a must-win, right? Yeah. Like playing Utah State in a college football game, not as must-win. But if BYU wants to go to a bowl game, look, Boise State is next week. What? Uh, then Mississippi State. Those are two tough games, although Boise State looks to be interesting given uh, Clay Bronco Mendenhall and the Virginia Cavalier uh, Wahoos win at Boise Had on their Friday worst night. Had loss in a long time. On Friday night. Our boy Adam Amin on the call. He's going to be on the call next week. But here's the thing. Psychologically, doesn't BYU have to beat yes. Utah State to feel like they can come home and beat Boise State? Yes, yes, and, and you don't want to be one and six with a six-game losing streak. I'll tell you that. You do not want to do that. And you just never want to lose to Utah State. You don't because that is pretty rare when you look at it. Since Jim McMahon was here, which mm-hmm. is our stat of the day. Okay. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Since 1980, BYU's lost to Utah State four times. 82. Nice job, Steve Young Jr. 93, 2010, and 2014. Okay. It's just rare. It doesn't happen. Although, it has happened twice in the last seven games. Okay. Okay, it's in Logan. Pressure's on, okay? And the pressure's on especially the BYU offense. The BYU offense has to show up. If Tanner Mangum's not going to play. And for now, psychologically. I'm going to assume he's not playing until he shows up. Exactly. We have to assume that Bo Hodge will be the starter. Okay. Until Tanner Mangum runs onto the field. We don't. Know that for sure publicly, but Bo, yeah, you you go with Bo until Tanner's ready. Okay, obviously, you've got to win this game to get to a bowl game. Like the dynamic of the season has changed Com- completely. Not just because BYU's one and three; it's because BYU's offense is averaging nine point eight points a game. You got to show up, and Utah State just blew out San Jose State, put up sixty one. BYU couldn't put up twenty one against Portland State. Okay, so before we make fun of Utah State's uh, schedule, BYU hasn't put up 21 in a game this year yet. They, they're going to need to Saturday, probably. Or Friday, sorry. Game's on Friday. Short week. It's a stark reality, for sure. BYU and Utah State matching up in Logan, Utah on Friday night in what feels like the biggest game of the season right now, which is crazy, right? Right, right now, the operative phrase there, right? It is, yeah. It becomes the biggest game. I'm not... We all use cliches. It's just part of our vernacular now. But this this is a huge game, which brings us to the Twitter question. Yes. How would a win Friday over Utah State impact the BYU football season? I think it changes everything, Jerem. It gives BYU the psychological mojo that they need to come home and believe that they can beat Boise State. If BYU beats Utah State, I feel like their chances of winning at home against the Broncos infinitely improve. It sounds like you're focusing a lot on the Boise State game. I have... No concern for that game right now. It's all about Utah State. I don't want all BYU to be in. one in five going to Starkville. I know. I, I don't care about Starkville. I care about Logan right now. I'm okay. saying, like, That's Logan is it's, it is the crown jewel for BYU's hopes of having a decent season. Man. Yeah, th- things are bad if we're talking about getting to a bowl game, having a decent season. Man, Utah State, you got to bring it. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Doc underscore JMO. Blowout win 
Change the season narrative. See, Close I, win, same concerns, loss, like the asteroid that killed the dinosaur. Do you feel like a, <laughs> a blowout win would change the season narrative? I don't. It would change the offensive narrative to a degree, and that is tied to the season narrative quite a bit. Yes, it would help the offense feel better. But if BYU wins close, I don't care. Yeah, just, just yeah. win. The other day, Jason Shepard was like, "Yeah, you need like a no blow. what? Just win. You BYU is a beggar on offense. You cannot be a choo- beggars can't be choosers. You cannot be a chooser when you're averaging nine point eight a game. Win. BYU is a three point favorite, by the way. Three point favorite. It was in six Logan. and a half. Now it's three. That means people people are counting on Utah State winning this, or at least covering that. Wow. How would a win Friday over Utah State impact the BYU football season? Hashtag BYUSN. Utah State. We're like panicking about this. What? Oh, wow. The urgency is real. Yeah. Hey, coming up, David Nixon on why the matchup with Utah State has become the biggest game of the season. And ESPN's Trevor Maddich tells us what the Utah State BYU week was like him for a player. And does he think this is the biggest game of the season? This is. We're talking about Utah State. This is crazy. What's going on? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation is rolling right now on the Twitter machine. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Over 21,000 of you doing so now. We want more. And I am not shaving my head if we get 100,000 downloads. Come on, Jason Shepard. Oh, in a single month? In a single month. I knew he was going there. I could see it from a mile away. I'm like, no, don't do it. Listen, I'm on vacation and someone's like, are you shaving your head again? One of my friends that I was hanging out with, I was like, what? No. And then I see the tweet. Come on, Jason. Use the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> Tell us how you feel about all things BYU sports. Sound off on Jerem's hair if you feel like it. Well, or you don't have to. No, don't do that. There's lots of other topics yes, uh, to discuss. There are. Including Super Tuesday, which is tomorrow. And it is back in its full fury. Last week, tremendous uh, you know, bye week for the coaches show. It is back this week. But it starts tomorrow at 6 Eastern time, a rebroadcast of BYU Sports Nation. After further review, looks back at the Texas A&M game, uh, a classic in 1996. And then, of course, a brand new BYU football with Kalani Sataki. It's all tomorrow from 6 to 9 Eastern time. K.O. Kalalui is still celebrating oh. that end zone. Oh, money, dude. The imagery and is yes, amazing. yes, I wore maroon to that game. <laughs> How would a win Friday over Utah State impact the BYU football season? That is... Our specific Twitter question today, at Kay Wilkins says, if it's followed up by a win against Boise State, it would be really good. If not, it doesn't really matter. I think it matters. I absolutely think it matters. I BYU, think every win matters when you're one and three, I'll tell you that. Two and three is very different than one and four. Ask Jaime Hill how different it is. We're talking about jobs, right? people. right. Yes, in that instance, we're talking about a man's job. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline to do his job, among many other things, Trevor Maddich with us, ESPN College Football Insider and friend of the program for another Maddich Monday. Trevor, how have you survived the bye week with no BYU game? Well, just just imagining what Jerem would look like with his head shaved. Jerem, <laughs> if you're not willing to shave your head, Jerem, would you at least be willing to shave your back? <laughs> not again. <laughs> Not again, Trevor. <laughs> I know. One time, it, when it grows back, I've, I've heard it's really tough. <laughs> I did shave my head a few years ago on the show when uh, B- I said BYU wouldn't beat Gonzaga in Spokane. And they did. And then they did. And then they did. <laughs> Listen, Trevor. Wow. Yeah. So did you shave your head all three times? 
No, just the one time. I he learned, learned my his lesson. lesson. Yeah, I learned my lesson. Yeah. In fact, yeah. Dave Rose, the head coach, said, don't ever bet against Cooks. <laughs> yeah, but Spencer, how did he look completely bald? I mean, like like just with a, with a smooth waxed dome. How did he look? Well, he looked like he was from Eastern Europe. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Eastern Europe. Trevor, it's Utah State week. Jerem does not have his hair on the line for a win against the Aggies, and that's a good decision. What was BYU-Utah State week like for you as a player? It was always big. I mean, it was always huge because you could just feel the animus. It's a rivalry game, and I think you know Utah is the, the rivalry game that comes to mind most often, but Utah State it was just as big back then to me anyway, and to us, and for Utah State, we were their Super Bowl as well. So it was it was big time to play them. And, you know, of course, you know, ask me what it's like to lose to them. What uh, is it like to lose to them, Trevor? I have no idea. We were 4-0 <laughs> against Utah State and 4-0 against Utah. So I just have no idea. But you have to ask somebody else. But the thing <laughs> is, you don't want to lose to them in this week it really takes on a whole nother order of magnitude. Because if BYU loses to Utah State, not only will they have lost to both of their rivals, they will have lost four in a row with Boise State and Mississippi State up next, looking at a six-game losing streak right in the face. So this isn't just a rivalry game with Utah State. This is a, it could be a season crusher. Yeah, to lose to these guys. Absolutely. And we've been talking about how big this game has become given what's ha- given the layout of the schedule. And you just laid it out, which is a good point. By the way, if we want to talk about someone losing to Utah State, that's what we have Brian Logan for. But last week, wow. the Ouch. Aggies put up 61 points against San Jose State. I don't think the Spartans are very good. But Utah State has appeared to be somewhat bipolar in that they have played Power 5 teams. Wisconsin and Wake Forest and gotten blown out and given up a bunch of points. Then they played Idaho State. Your your, your Idaho State uh, Bengals don't, don't sleep, sleep on, on them. them. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> and San Jose State and they have blown them out. So what do you think of the Aggies so far? I think the Aggies have done what they were expected to do. I mean the the teams that were you know the big teams that they faced they've struggled. The teams that they were supposed to do well against they did even though they had some injuries, which BYU cannot say. The one team, well, actually the two teams they were supposed to do well against, Portland State in the opener and then Utah, uh, neither one of those games did they perform up to their standard or their expectation. LSU and Wisconsin are teams of a, a different order of magnitude, of talent and depth, and BYU just clearly wasn't ready for them. But BYU cannot say what Utah State can say. And that is when they faced a team closer to their own size that they performed well and they won. As a matter of fact, they won in convincing fashion. BYU still has to prove that they can do that. What BYU team do you expect to show up in Logan, Trevor? Well, I hope to see a desperate team. I hope to see a team that's playing with their back to the wall, knowing that their season may well be defined by this game. And if that's it. You know, they are rested now. They're rejuvenated. They've had a chance to look back at some of the opportunities that they have missed in the first month of the season, some things they could have done better. They've had a chance to shuffle in some personnel and take care of some issues. But if they don't come out with an absolute fury against Utah State, as if this is the season, this is the Super Bowl, this is it, I don't mean by execution. I mean by just fight, just, just the fight in them, then BYU will struggle even to get to six wins and go to a bowl game, even though the back half of the season is 
um, you know, it lightens up considerably. So a six-game losing streak is, is what they're looking at potentially if they lose this game to Utah State. And I want to see them play like they know it. I'm interested to see this game for all the reasons you've laid out. Because if BYU wins this game, it changes things. It really does. If BYU loses this game, wow. They, they're in danger of being 1-6 and six and needing to win uh, six games. Because if you're 6-7, if you're and seven, all of a sudden you're not just bowl eligible. The APR comes in academically, and then certain, the NCAA has to weigh in on who gets to go to what bowl. It gets, it gets weird. You don't want it to get weird at this point. So, so BYU could have Bo Hodge at quarterback, depending on if Tanner Mangum's ready to go. No indication BYU's not talking about it. They don't talk about it unless it's season ending with injuries. So if Bo Hodge is the guy, Trevor, what you kind of bitter pre- about that that injury thing? Uh, I I would love to know more information. I would, uh, yeah. as we all would. If Bo Hodge is the guy uh, this Friday night, and it's a short week, even though coming off a of bye week, what do you expect? What kind of progression do you expect from Bo Hodge post Wisconsin game? Well, if Bo Hodge is the guy, I think he'll he'll have a better chance to show what he can do. To make your first start against Wisconsin is kind of tough. And I think Utah State, you know, is, again, is more BYU size right now. And I would expect Bo Hodge to do better for the pocket, but I would also expect that Ty Detmer would plug in more of the plays from last year than he did for Taysom Hill. Some of those quarterback runs and the run pass options and the zone reads and, and to do more of that than he did with Tanner Mangum this year. I think that ultimately he wants it to be more of a pro style with a little bit of that sprinkled in. But right now you've got to play to the strengths of who you got. And if it's, if it's Bo Hodge, we know that Bo Hodge is quite mobile. And you've got to start there because that's the one thing that you know will travel. Pull the ball down and run. So I would really like to see some more of the old stuff from last year rather than try to shoehorn and force the pro style down their throats right now because it's, it's just it's, the personnel is not getting the job done in the pro style. ESPN's Trevor Maddich with us on BYU Sports Nation, another Maddich Monday. The rhetoric would suggest that this is the biggest game of the season. So should we call it the biggest game of the season, Trevor? It is because it's the game this week. But, again, there's a bit of desperation here. And I think it's fair to say this is the biggest game of the season. If they go up there and and right the ship, if they beat Utah State, if the defense covers down on the back end and does a better job against the run, against a team that can run with a running quarterback on defense, if the offense is able to generate some push at the line of scrimmage and get some rhythm, on offense, which you really need to have to string together first downs or else the play caller, in this case Ty Detmer, can't really get anything done if you're going three and out too often and if you're third and eight all the time. All those things, if they can put that together against Utah State, it gets them out of first gear, it gets them some rhythm, and it gives them a little bit of belief. If they lose to Utah State, then what belief is there? And when I say belief, I mean belief that they can get the job done as a team. I mean, you don't want to live on faith all the time. Uh, as a football team, where, where we have faith that maybe this stuff will work. And when I say this stuff, what I mean is what, you know, what we are as a football team, that it could actually be, have success. You don't want to have that squashed again against Utah State, then face Boise, then go to Mississippi State before coming, you know, coming to play East Carolina, and that's a road trip, for goodness sake. So really getting out of first gear and developing some rhythm, if it doesn't happen in this game, it might be the better part of another month before it does. So this game is massive because of the way the first four games have shaken out.
Yeah, psychologically, and I said this a bunch last week, I just don't know how BYU can come home and expect to beat Boise State if they can't go to Logan and beat Utah State. It, just call Bronco and ask him what, how you do it. <laughs> yeah, how to beat Boise State. <laughs> Virginia just did, yeah. Yes, they did. Trevor, when you look at BYU and Utah State from a distance, it's not going to make much of a national impact. But for the Aggies, what do you feel like this game means to them in the annual rivalry? Well, it's it's a rivalry to start there. I mean, it's a feather in their cap to beat BYU, and that's enough. That is enough. And so that that's a big deal. But keep in mind, too, that a win over BYU is their second consecutive win. And they'll be three and two. Uh, and so they, they are on their way. They're out of first gear, aren't they? I mean, they got out of first gear last week at San, at San Jose State. But if they're able to string together two consecutive good games and two consecutive wins, then that gives them their belief as well. That gives them their not just belief, but their confirmation that what they're doing is working, that they can win, that they can be successful on a regular basis. And that's a big deal for football teams. You can never underestimate the power of that kind of momentum. Faith is nice. Confirmation is better. We're not talking about church. We're talking about football. And you tend to become the team that you really think you are. And there's a self-fulfilling prophecy, without getting back into a religious reference, a self-fulfilling prophecy if things go really great for you or if they go too ugly for too long. And so, you know, Utah State has a chance to to create the positive self-fulfilling prophecy. BYU has a chance to arrest and, and stop the unrelenting damage of the last month by, by getting a win here. This, this is actually a very big game for both sides. Trevor, hopefully your Redskins set the tone with a big win against Oakland. Speaking of uh, your other team, BYU, to go up to Logan and uh, get a win against Utah State. We appreciate the time, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? How would a win on Friday night over Utah State in Logan impact the rest of the BYU football season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Cosmo underscore duh underscore Cougar. Nice. Remember how we didn't have to worry about this? Every year we'd come back with fresh Aggie burgers and the silly wheel. Hashtag good old days. That wheel is in the BYU football offices, by the way. On display right now in the lobby. Randomly two weeks ago, Jack DeMooney was wheeling it back in. Where did he take it? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Where, where is the old where wagon wheel? Was it in the locker room or something? At Borge Tire. I think it determines whether BYU goes bowling. If BYU wins, they go seven and six or eight and five. If they lose, they go six and seven. It's a big determinant of what happens with the record on the season. Because yeah, even if, if you win, I don't know that your chances are greater against Boise State and Mississippi State. Boise State's intriguing to me. They've struggled, not as much as BYU, but they haven't played the schedule that BYU's played. At Melocopter. It would give BYU some much-needed confidence and a little momentum going into Boise State at why, home. Why, why all the forward thinking when uh, it's you're... Not, it's not just... It's not that they're, that they're focused, for me anyway, and I'm probably on the same lines as Melocopter, it's not that BYU is looking ahead to Boise State. It's just if BYU is to have any sort of momentum moving forward in the season, 
they got to start winning right now. Yeah, I'm only worried about Utah State. And coming up, David Nixon will tell us how the Cougars avoid a 1-4 and four start against said Aggies. Don't you want to talk to Brian Logan about that, Jerem? <laughs> he, he has some uh, ideas, though. How would a win over Utah State impact the season? More of your opinions next. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Great to have you with us, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you feel like it. In fact, subscribe today to the BYU Sports Nation podcast and don't miss an episode, an interview. It's that easy, right? It really is. It's literally one click. You could accidentally subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) Just an accidental click away. Now I love the show. I watch or listen every day. Recapping today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It is Utah State Week for the BYU football Wham. Cougars. Yeah, don't Wham. don't do that. Don't do that. The Aggies <laughs> beat up on San Jose that? State 61 to 10 on Saturday. Whoa. Are you worried now? No. BYU head coach Kalani Satake and players will be part of a weekly press conference. 110 Eastern. Watch it live on the BYU Football Facebook Live page. Cougars in the NFL. In Jordan Leslie's NFL debut, he had a one-handed catch for 29 yards for the Browns. Noise. Kyle Vinoy, 11 tackles for the Patriots. Daniel Sorensen, 8 tackles for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't wait to hear about that from roommate Jason Shepard, office mate. Jamal Williams, 1 carry for 6 yards for the Packers. I thought he was going to have an increased load. He had 1 carry. Yeah, so much for that. So much for that. Yeah, come on. That's Mike McCarthy, the head coach of Green Bay, saying, uh, I'll, I'll make the decisions around here and, and do what I want to do. I'm the head ball coach. Yeah. Ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball swept San Francisco Saturday, a game that Jerem Jordan attended. Taylin Ballard had a career night, 10 kills. Cougars turn home to the Smithfield House tomorrow at 9 Eastern against Pepperdine. A successful road trip in the Bay Area against Santa Clara and San Francisco for BYU. Yeah, baby. And the women's soccer team shut out Utah Valley 3-0 Friday night in the battle for University Parkway. Nadia Gomes, busy bowing, and Elise Flake had goals. Uh, Nadia Gomes, by the way, the WCC Player of the Week this morning. Congratulations. <laughs> what inspired you to do that? The, uh, I don't know, the Portuguese pronunciation. <laughs> I speak Portuguese. Yes. It's Nadia Gomes, right? But it's just more fun <laughs> when you <laughs> do that, I guess. Fun is a liberal word there, right? Yeah. Liberal use of the word. Fun. Well, liberal. Yeah, I came from the Bay Area, so. <laughs> I walked around Cal, by the way. Now do you understand why I brought back the Berkeley monkey, the tie-dye monkey? Why is that still up? Do you understand? Why is the now tie-dye monkey? Now you've been to the Bay Area, okay. don't you understand more about Bill Walton and why he wears tie-dye oh, shirts? Yeah. I was going to call you and be like, I can see colors. I'm yes. in Berkeley. I remember when I played at Berkeley. <laughs> I could smell colors. I could taste sound. Yes. It was unbelievable. Smell colors. That's right. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is different than here. Do I'll, you I understand you. now? I, there was like a. There was like a. I went to the California Academy of Sciences or whatever. There was like a like a hippie festival. It was crazy, man. I'm telling you. I was like. Hey, let's uh, keep walking through the. Yeah, it was fun. It's unlike any other it was place fun. I've ever yeah. been. So maybe that's why I'm a little a little uh, crazy. Yes. Yeah. Well. And Jason Shepard. What? <laughs> and Jason Shepard's <laughs> saying I'm going to shave my head. That ain't happening. The only game that you missed that you should have gone to there was the Utah State San Jose State game. Really? And I just looked up the announced attendance. The announced attendance. Okay? Yeah. 
was twelve thousand. The announce was twelve, which means that, that is terrible. There were probably like seven or eight thousand people there. Wait, is BYU at San Jose State or home? Home. Oh, don't you remember when BYU played there? Yes, twenty twelve, twenty fifteen, wasn't it or fourteen? No, it was fifteen. Yes, and there were twelve thousand BYU fans there on one. Were you side. at that one? Yes. BYU won 17 to 16. Yes, Michael Wadsworth. Michael Wadsworth made the play. That's down the two-point conversion. Yeah. Yeah, no, BYU has the Spartans at home, and and that's a good thing. Thank goodness. How would a win Friday over Utah State, team who just beat up on San Jose State, impact the BYU football season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. Trevor Maddich. Gave his opinion on this matter earlier in the show on why this game on Friday against the Aggies, team he never lost to, has a huge impact on the 2017 season. Because if BYU loses to Utah State, not only will they have lost to both of their rivals, they will have lost four in a row with Boise State and Mississippi State up next looking at a sixth game losing streak right in the face. So this isn't just a rivalry game with Utah State. This is a it could be a season crusher. Oh my goodness. Even Trevor Maddich is looking at the lasting repercussions of a hypothetical loss to Utah State. At Nick Lee fifty one. Use the hashtag BYUSN people. A loss would hurt way more than a win would feel good. This is a game where BYU digs its feet in and stops sliding backwards. This brings up a great point. BYU has way more to lose than they have to gain in this game. Yes. Yes. But wouldn't you feel good about BYU winning a game? Winning always feels good. It's just how good. (sighs) Yeah, the Cougars can do some serious damage to the season if they lose in Logan. More than... Like gaining success, right? Yes. Like if BYU wins sixty to nothing Friday, which I don't see happening. If BYU wins sixty to nothing, I'm feeling better about the offense. I'm not feeling good, but I'm feeling better. And then I'm feeling, oh, shut out, nice. Okay, BYU's more ready, like you said, for Boise State than we feel right now. I just want BYU to rediscover the winning feeling. The offense. They need to rediscover the offense specifically. And then the winning feeling Comes back because if you're averaging 9.8 a game, you ain't winning jack squat, man. At Kiwi Jackman says, it's huge. Mm-hmm. If they win, it springboards to the rest of the season. If the Cougars lose, shudder, shudder. It's a season killer. Well, and you're going to lose, like Trevor Maddich said, to Utah and Utah State. That's not good. It's not good to lose to Utah State ever in anything. At BYU for me. A win would create a quarterback controversy since an injured starting quarterback generally doesn't lose his job due to injury. What will Kalani do? This is no, the thing that we... way too early on that one. No, this... I'm. Yeah, calm down. You want to throw the flag? No, I'm giving a yellow on that? on that one. Okay. It's way... Caution. It's way too early for that rhetoric. It really is. Listen, if Bo Hodge beats Utah State and Boise State and the offense gets going, then there might be that, something. Now, now there's something Please there no. maybe. I just don't want that, though. <laughs> controversy. There's enough controversy already. BYU needs to win football games. It would create good controversy, though, because you'd have good offense. That's what BYU's been lacking. Yeah, okay. Right? Touche. Touche. At T. Walter, for me, it wouldn't impact the season. BYU should beat them. Wanting to see the program take the leap and consistently compete against the top 25, not yet. Yeah, we're a ways out, especially this season, from competing against the top 25. It's more like, because we're talking about beating Utah State right now, and there's some concern. 
Let alone the top 25, right? Yeah. Yeah. More of your tweets on the way. That's right. Plus, David Nixon on if the Utah State game actually is a must-win for BYU's bowl hopes. Did David Nixon ever lose to Utah State? No, he crushed those fools. So and then they didn't play some years. We'll talk to him next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spender Linton and Jerome Jordan live from the studio. Bizzle, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play on a Monday. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights. 6 p.m. Eastern, set your DVRs, watch it twice if you feel like it. Not sure why you would, but hey, we'll take it. There is a program on BYU Radio that is highly underrated. It's called Coordinator's Corner, okay? Today you're going to hear from Elisa Tuiaki and Ed Lamb. They're going to talk about how the bye week went. It's hosted by Gregor Bell. It's on BYU Radio, 2 Eastern time, and the app. Check it out. It, it, is, a, it is a revealing, fun hour of BYU football and BYU race. Jokingly, Greg Rebell walked behind me after the soccer match on Friday night and said, hey, Spencer, don't do coordinator's corner on Monday, okay? <laughs> I said, you've done the last okay. two weeks, yeah, right? And they didn't have it last week, yeah. Well, coming off a of bye week, intriguing to hear what the coordinators will say. How would a win Friday over Utah State impact the BYU football season? At Laser Sheep tweets in, a loss would hurt really bad. A win will bring a collective sigh of relief to the fan base and program. The team needs to get rolling now. Most of the time you want to win, this is a need-to-win situation. A need-to. Yeah. Like, like, like BYU, you, you like to wanted win. a win against Wisconsin. You didn't need a win. You needed a win against Utah. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, David Nixon. I believe a man who never lost to Utah State. He can confirm that right now. David, did you ever lose to Utah State? No. Of course not. <laughs> How many times did you play them? Because there were a few years where BYU and Utah State didn't play at all. Oh, man. Uh, that's a good question. I think three. I, I think three. I have to go back and look. I, I just remember uh, playing at home and we blanked them. I think it was like 40-something to zero. And then my only other memory is when we were ranked ninth in the country or top ten and we head up there to Logan. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Exactly. 2008. My senior year. And we uh, were up on them. They score some garbage touchdown with, like, a couple minutes left on our second stringers. And we're now up at, like, 10 or 17 or something. And they start chanting overrated to us. <laughs> you, were up, um, you were up 34 nothing. They scored two touchdowns. And they yeah, chanted over. I remember. I was on the sideline. I was like, what in the world? And we, they started chanting overrated to us. And that's when I realized, you guys, uh, it's tough. It's tough for you guys. I get it. So, <laughs> um so, anyways, ever since then, I've always felt like we should definitely beat them every time. But going to this year, I don't. I hope this one's a this one's a tough one because, I mean, this this is a game that everyone looked at the calendar and schedule and said, okay, this is a this is an easy win, you know. And uh, then BYU stumbled, come out of the blocks, and obviously they struggled. They struggled a lot this year. And then you look at what Utah State did to San Jose State putting up more points against San Jose State at their place than Utah did at home. Then BYU I mean, scored this season. It has scored this season combined. It's, uh, it's intriguing. I think it's actually going to end up being a great game. And I, I, uh, I think as a BYU fan, obviously it'll be interesting to see what team comes out. I mean, this bye week I think helps immensely with this BYU offense and, and Bo Hodge, you know, if, if he does uh, continues to be the star this week, uh, you know, helps, helps him offensively trying to figure out, you know, Ty Detmer putting in – packages to help him as well so i'm i'm interested to see what type of offense rolls out there come uh friday friday evening but man this 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 went from kind of a surefire win with 
with how Utah State came out of the blocks, you know, not being super impressive this year, uh, you know, Wisconsin lost, and then Idaho State was convincing. Uh, you know, Wake Forest, they, they got smacked around. But then San Jose State, they rebounded. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people are wondering who Utah State is as well. It'll be it's an intriguing matchup for sure. It is really weird to sit here and chat about Utah State and feel like BYU might lose that game. But that's what it feels like right now, which is a little odd. I don't, it has everything to do with how BYU's played. Who BYU's played certainly factors in. What would surprise you Friday night? What result would surprise you, David? I think, uh, I think San Jose, oh, sorry, uh, Utah State. Um, I think if Utah State came out and just had their will with BYU's defense, I think BYU's defense will be the one unit they'll be able to keep BYU in this game. And if, if, if Utah State can do their right option spread offense uh, that they've shown and have explosive guys that, you know, as Ken Myers are running back, I and mean, they've got kind of a by, by committee, a uh, running back committee that, that, can, that can put the hurt on you as well, and they're very explosive. If, if they can come out there and, and have their way, I, I get worried because this BYU offense has shown they can't really move the ball and sustain drives very well. So it could be BYU could be in a lot of hurt and a lot of trouble if, if this defense can't step up and stop it. Granted, I, I BYU defense did a great job against Utah. You know, this is a very similar type of offense. In fact, you've got a very mobile quarterback. Um, you've got athletes everywhere. Uh, but BYU showed defensively they can stop Utah. Um, the question is, once again, it all falls on offense. Can they, can they get the ball going? Can they move the ball? And I think there was a lot of problems there with Wisconsin, that second drive. Obviously, the first drive, Bo threw a pick. That second drive of the game against Wisconsin, uh, you had a, a heavy dose of Ula, Tolutau. Uh, Bo as well was able to scramble. So, so can they kind of carry that same mentality and same approach they took on that second drive and apply it to this week? If so, um, I think you'll see this offense get back on track. David Nixon, former NFL and BYU linebacker, with us on BYU Sports Nation. David, true or false, Utah State is the biggest game of the season for BYU? I mean, at this point, it has to be. I mean, you're, the difference between two and three and one and four is massive. Mm. I mean, it's, it's literally uh, – you know, a season-ending type deal if you go one and four. I, it's tough to rebound from that, especially when you lose to your both in-state foes, you know, in Utah and Utah State. So, it's huge. There's no doubt this is a must-win for, for BYU. I think you, you get this one underneath your belt, gain some confidence, knowing that, okay, we can still hang with teams. We played some tough teams at the beginning, but now we're going to roll. And then you have Boise State come in. That Boise State has shown that they, they can get exposed as well, even though that will be a, a great game I anticipate. And then you just kind of fight through the rest of the schedule and, and, and uh, see what you can make of it. But no doubt this is a, the biggest game, I think. It's, it's a must-win at this point. Um, if, if BYU loses this, oh, man, it could get ugly. It could get, I mean, because here's the thing. You go, on to, to, you go on to lose some games here and there, uh, you know, or win some games here and there, or, and lose a couple of, you know, maybe to, to Boise State and Mississippi State. Man, this whole season you almost write it off because you started one and four and, and lost to Utah State, which should have been a win when we looked at it preseason. David, this this game in Vegas started opened at six and a half. It's down to three. People think people like Utah State in this. Um, Bo Hodge is the guy until Tanner Mangum comes out healthy. We don't know when that's going to be. So if, if Bo Hodge is the guy, how confident are you in this BYU offense that they'll be able be able to have a breakout like? Is it unrealistic to think BYU scores 21-plus in this game? Is that crazy? No, I don't think so. I think BYU, their running game, I think they'll be able to have their way with Utah State's defense. And uh, I, think, I think their running game will finally get back on track. And that would just lift a lot of weight off, off Bo's shoulders if, if you, know, you have a guy like Ula and, 
and uh, squalling those guys running and, and be able to produce yards and, and create more manageable second and third downs. So I, I think the running game will have more success than it has in the prior, you know, pre- prior games. But, um, you know, I, I think this offense can put up points. I think it's built to put up points. It's just it's never been able to get on track. And, it, you know, Beale's been left with third and longs, and, and they have been facing tough defenses. And so this is really the first week – Besides Portland State, obviously, but it's the first week. BYU, can, you know, offense can take a sigh of, of release and say, "Man, we're facing a team that we think we have an advantage of." I mean, you look at the matchups prior to this week, and BYU's offense was really uh, probably not favored in, in any of those matchups. Offensive line versus defensive lines, uh, running backs versus linebackers. I mean, receivers were, were usually uh, overmanned. So, I, I don't know. I think it's the first week they can finally go in this game with some confidence and say, "Okay, we're playing on people, playing against guys that are probably more on our level." that we can compete with, um, and that hopefully should give us some confidence. But that, those first few drives, it, it will be interesting. I mean, Utah State's going to come out fired up, obviously. Um, so those, those first few drives are going to be really intriguing to see if BYU can move the ball. And um, They don't necessarily have to put up points, per se, but it, can they just move the ball? Because it, if they can't move the ball, then it starts creeping in the back of everyone, you know, all the players' minds, like, man, maybe, maybe we don't stand a chance. You know, maybe, maybe we are that good, and maybe we can move the ball against these guys. And that's where it starts to get a little tricky. David, great stuff, man. It's come to this. It's it it's hurts, but this. but it's come to this. <laughs> it's come to this, but you know what, guys? It, it is it is interesting. This is a this is one of those games that if, I think if you can go out there and win and win convincingly, this could re you know re, re you know rewrite the ship and and get BYU back on the right track and uh, put put some hope back in the fans uh, for the rest of the season. We'll see what uh, see what happens. All right, Dave. We'll see you on after further review tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. The points conversation is interesting. How many points does BYU need to score to beat Utah State? Will it be more than their season high of 20? I don't know. Coming up, which Cougar team got a San Francisco sweep? A San Francisco sweep. And what did the Cougars in the NFL do over the weekend? Talk about Jordan Leslie. What about everybody else? Andrew Sorensen's uh, forearm shiver. Boom! BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guests, ESPN's Trevor Maddich, former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Blaine Fowler between the lines, Lauren Frankham McLean, Greg Rubel, Brian Billick, and Dennis Pena. Not from London, though. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. It's Utah State week, people. The Aggies beat San Jose State 61-10 Saturday, by the way. That's more points than BYU scored all year. BYU head coach Kalani Stock and players will be a part of the weekly press conference at 1.10 Eastern time. That is in 16 minutes. Watch it live on the BYU Football Facebook Live page. Cougars in the NFL. Jordan Leslie made quite the NFL debut. A one-handed Odell Beckham-esque catch for 29 yards down to the two-yard line. Number two on SportsCenter's top ten. Kyle Van Noy led the Patriots with 11 tackles in a three-point thrilling win against Houston. Daniel Sorensen, eight tackles and a forearm shiver and a 24-10 win over the L.A. Chargers. Boom! Jamal Williams had one carry for six yards and an overtime win for the Packers against the Bengals. Volleyball. I went to this match. Ninth-ranked BYU swept San Francisco Saturday in War Memorial. Taylor Ballard and McKenna Miller. Nice uh, matches, 10 and 9 kills respectively. The Cougars return home to the Smithy. Tomorrow, 9 Eastern against Pepperdine in league play. Soccer. BYU women's soccer has now scored 
10 goals over the last four matches after scoring three in the first six. I'm hoping the football team has the offensive spark as well, Spencer. Well, the schedule got easier for women's soccer. Points started to flow. Something to that. Ah, uh, yes, isn't it? Nadia Gome. Or whatever Jaron wants me to Go a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> Named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. I'm just going to call it Nadia Gomes, okay? West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Ashley Hatch scored a goal, by the way, in the 27th minute for the North Carolina Courage, who went on to tie the game 1-1. Speaking of ties, the men's soccer team in their collegiate club debut again, first since 03, they tied the Aggies of Utah State. Not bad considering that tryouts finished last week. Yeah, exactly. Golf. BYU men's golf finished first at the William H. Tucker Invitational. Peter Quest, Patrick Fishburne, Ginger Quake. Goal finish in the top five. Peter Quest shot a 66 in the final round. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair finished tied for 11th at four under par (laughs) in the DAP, DAP Championship Open. (laughs) Not the DAP. Daniel Sorrens finished tied for 42nd at two over. Swimming and diving. Utah. Beats BYU in the annual relay meet. Why did we include this in the web? <laughs> BYU claimed two of the 15 relay races. You can have that one, Utah. Okay, wait. Today's what? Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Goes to Peter Quest. Shot a 66 in the final round for the men's golf team. He eagled 18. Boom! boy, Peter. How would a win over Utah State on Friday impact the BYU football season? At Yfanger underscore JB. It's a pivotal game this season. Win and gain the confidence to possibly beat Boise State and Mississippi State. Lose and, well, lose to anyone. Hashtag BYU. No, BYU's not losing to UMass. Come on. Our elite tweet of the day. At Razor Coog. It would be like a hesitant college freshman finally getting someone, anyone, to go on a date with him. Isn't that desperate right now? Then confidence can build. Anyone? Really? Come on, man. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYU. If Utah State were a Hollywood movie star, who would it be? Don't ask me that with three questions left. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Ryan Neely.